All right, y'all have some good questions about baptism. I want to read a few of the questions you sent me. If you have that paper that was on your chair, maybe it's under your chair now, get that out. There's probably a pen in the seat back right in front of you. So get that pen, get that paper. You're going to fill in blanks with me tonight. You guys are going to track with me that, that I know some of you are tired in the evening. So I hope that taking notes tonight will help you kind of stay with me. Let me read some of your questions that you texted me about baptism. Who is Joe? No, not that one. All right. Somebody said, somebody said, what is baptism? Somebody said, what should your life look like after you're baptized? I like that. Why do Catholics baptize babies? Joe, how does baptism work? Why do you need to get baptized? How does it make a difference even if you were baptized when you were a baby? That's a good one. I like that question. What's the difference between fire and water baptism? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I like that question. I don't know if we're going to be able to have time to get into that one tonight. Um, can you baptize Joe? <laughs> Let me just say this. If you, make, if you make a disciple named Joe, we can baptize him together, okay? All right. Good questions. I like it. You know, baptism is such a cool thing, and, and, I, and tonight we're going to talk about uh, baptism and, and what it means and why people get baptized and stuff like that. And I, I want you to make it a goal tonight that when you leave today, you feel like you have a solid understanding of what baptism is all about. All right. Now, I want to show you this cool picture of a very uh, wonderful person in my life uh, and in your life, too. Her name is Carla. Uh, Carla, are you here? Hey, Carla, what's up? So Carla was baptized about uh, two weeks ago, if even that. She was baptized, and she was baptized at South Padre Island. And I want to show you a video of Carla's baptism. Check it out. It'll be on the screen. And there it is. And everybody was like, yeah, that's so awesome. That's so cool. I love it, Carla. I know that that was a big decision in your life and it was meaningful. What is the meaning of baptism? What does baptism mean? All right, number one, baptism is this picture that illustrates Jesus's death and resurrection. All right, that's your first blank to fill in. Some of you are already fallen asleep. Get your pen out and write these in. Baptism illustrates Jesus's death and resurrection. What does that mean? Okay, baptism is this picture of Jesus' death and his resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15, the Bible says this. Paul says to the church, he says, What I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. So this is what Paul says. The most important thing that I've passed along to you as the church, and that's where everybody should sit up and pay attention. Because he says, I'm about to tell you what the most important thing is that I passed on to you, right? This is what he says. It's this, that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day. And then he appeared to Cephas, and then to the 12 disciples, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. So Paul says this, this is what I passed on to you. Number one, he says, Christ died for our sins. Christ was buried. Christ was raised back to life. And just in case anybody doubted, 
he also appeared to more than 500 people after he resurrected back from the dead. So Jesus' death and his resurrection is the pillar of Christianity. It is the pillar of the Christian faith. That is why so many people have tried their best to disprove whether or not, whether Jesus rose back from the dead. Because if they could try to disprove that, then maybe they could discredit Christianity. See, Jesus' death and resurrection back from the dead is like a pillar. It's a cornerstone to our faith as Christians. And Paul says, that's the most important thing I passed on to you. Now, baptism, what we're going to see tonight, is this picture. It's a picture of Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection back to life. The second thing I want you to write in is this. The baptism illustrates it's this picture of my and your spiritual connection with Jesus Christ. Now, there's a word that I like better than spiritual connection, and it's the word union. And if you want some extra credit, just write in the word union in there. Union, to be united to, connected to. Baptism is a picture of our connection to Jesus Christ. Now, here's how we're going to connect this, all right? Romans 6, verse 3 says this. It says, Or are you aware, don't you know, that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Baptism is this picture of our connection, our union being tied to Jesus Christ. So this is how we're connected. Watch this. Pay attention. This is very important. Number one, Jesus Christ died. How are we connected to Jesus like that? Every single one of us who has put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ has also died. Jesus died. We have died. What have we died to? We've died to our old self. We've died to our old life. We think and consider ourselves to be dead to sin. Sin no longer has power over us. That's how we're connected to Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. We have died too. We've died to ourselves. We have died. Watch this. Check this out. Very important. Jesus was buried. Bye-bye. Jesus was buried. Now watch this. Watch this. Listen. Don't listen to the manas. They'll leave. Jesus was buried. Watch this. Just like Jesus was buried, we consider our old life before we were disciples of Jesus to be buried as well. And number three, Jesus was resurrected. He was brought back to life, right? And we consider ourselves to be living in new life with Christ as well. So watch this. This is what baptism is this picture of. Jesus was crucified and he died. We consider ourselves to be crucified just like Jesus Christ. The cro- I've said this before on Wednesday night. The cross of Jesus Christ isn't just Jesus' death. It is our death too. It is where our old life was crucified. That's why Paul says in the Bible, listen, he says, I am crucified with Christ, therefore I don't live anymore, but Christ lives in me. If you don't know that verse by memory, I want to challenge you to have that verse memorized by next Wednesday night. Surely you can do that. We memorize memes and songs and stuff for school. I'm going to give you, it's in Galatians, okay? It says, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. 
That's what it means to die to our old life and to be raised back to new life, new life with Christ. So just like Jesus was resurrected, we've been given and raised to new life. So baptism is this picture of death, burial, and resurrection. Watch this. Y'all, who's seen a baptism before? Y'all just saw Carlos on the screen. Anybody ever seen a live baptism before? You've seen somebody be baptized? Anybody seen any, someone get baptized in a swimming pool? Raise your hand. Swimming pool baptism? Anybody seen, besides Carla right now on the screen, somebody get baptized at the beach? Has anybody seen somebody get baptized in a bathtub, like a legit bathtub at somebody's house? You have? Okay. Anybody seen someone get baptized here at Calvary in the worship center? Everybody's like, yeah, that's the most common one I've seen, right? Okay, so listen, watch this. Check this out. When somebody goes down into the water, okay, you're like, pastor, leave them down there a little longer, okay? When somebody goes down into the water, it's this symbol of that person's old life dying, okay? When that person comes out of the water, it's this symbol, just like Jesus resurrected back to life, it's this symbol of this person living new life, new life in Christ. And that leads us to number three. Number three is that baptism is this picture. It illustrates our new life, new life in Christ. Fill that one in. Baptism is this picture of our new life in Christ. When someone comes out of the water, it represents their new life in Christ. Romans 6 says this. It says, so you too consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So here's the thing. Everybody who becomes a Christian, everybody who becomes a follower of Jesus Christ considers their old life to be dead, considers that they are dead to sin now, but they're alive in God. There aren't any people who can consider themselves Christians and alive to sin and dead to God. People who follow Jesus are alive to God and dead to sin. Now, I want to show you this picture here of a wedding ring, okay? Um, And I like this picture because what you see in this picture, see you guys, take it easy. So what you see in this picture is this. You see a husband and a wife and they are like joined at the pinky with their wedding rings, right? You see that? I like that picture right there because a wedding is definitely this symbol of a union that is taking place, a connection. I have my wedding ring right here, okay? And I remember when I got married um, I was 21 years old, and I was a, I was a little 21-year-old. I, I, I don't have a picture for you tonight. I'll bring a picture like Valentine's Day or something. But I, was, I, I looked like I was about 15 years old when I got married. You can ask Hannah. Like, where are you, Hannah? Hannah, would you, do, do you think that I looked like I was 15 years old when I got married? She's like, uh, no, okay, yeah, okay, so at the time, she didn't think that, but when we look at old pictures, we look back now, we're like, wow, we looked so young, and one of the things that we did in our wedding ceremony is we gave each other a ring, a wedding ring, okay, and um, my wedding ring, uh, I outgrew it, because I finally started growing after I got married, and I uh, outgrew my wedding ring, and I have to get it resized, and uh, and there are some guys that get my wedding ring, and are like, dude, your finger's small, and I said, yeah, I've already had it resized once, and uh, larger, and so anyway, but here's my wedding ring, and uh, when we got married, I gave my wife a wedding ring, and she gave me a ring, and this ring that we wear is this symbol, like you see in this picture, of a connection that we have with one another, this commitment, this connection, this um, relationship that we have. It's an outward symbol 
of our commitment to one another. You know, baptism is very much like a wedding ring. Baptism is this visible symbol of my connection to Jesus. Baptism is this visible testimony, a story that I belong to Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. I just took my ring off. Somebody want to check this out? Here. Yeah, go ahead. You just throw it on the floor. It's okay. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean very much to anybody, I guess. But anyway, so you have my ring right there, okay? So, no, don't, no, you don't, do not swap my ring for yours, okay? Please. You'll have to face my, I can't see, don't throw it. That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so here's the deal. When I take my wedding ring off, there are times where I have on accident, never done it on purpose, but on accident left my ring at the house. And when I see Hannah, like on a Sunday morning, she'll bring it to me and she'll be like, here you go, sir. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And I get it and I put it back on, right? Now, on the days that I forget to wear my ring or like right now that I just took my ring off, does taking off my ring mean that I am no longer married? No. Does forgetting me my ring at home or not wearing my ring mean that I am no longer in this connected union to my wife? No, obviously not, because the ring is this outward symbol of my connectedness to my wife, my marriage to my wife. It does not make me married. It means that I am married. Does that make sense? Okay, baptism is the same thing. Baptism doesn't make you a Christian, but when you are baptized, you are telling the world that you belong to Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay, good. All right. Why should I be baptized? Well, number one, we should be baptized to follow the example set by Jesus Christ. And if you read in Mark chapter one, don't have time to get there today, but, but chapter one of Mark is the story of Jesus' baptism. And Jesus came to be baptized and John, this guy in the Bible, Jesus comes up to him and says, baptize me. And G- John says, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You're the son of God, you're Jesus. And Jesus says to him, if you don't baptize me, then you are not worthy of being with me. And, and, Jesus, and John says, I, I will baptize you. And he baptized him. And the Bible says that when he was baptized, that um, a dove, um, the heavens opened, and a, the, spirit of, of the spirit descending like a dove came upon him. And there was a voice from heaven. Can you imagine this? That Jesus is baptized, and there's a voice that says, this is my son who I am well pleased. So why do we get baptized? Somebody asked that. Why should I be baptized? Well, we get baptized to follow Jesus' example. If we're followers of Jesus, if we're his disciples, then we want to do like the person that we follow, the one that we follow. And so if we follow Jesus Christ, then we say we want to do what Jesus did. And if Jesus was baptized, I want to be baptized too. And here's number two. Second reason why we get baptized is because Jesus commanded it. He said, get baptized. He told his disciples this, go make disciples and baptize them. That's what he said. Go make disciples and baptize them. There's this really cool story in Acts chapter 18. All, by the way, all these scriptures are on your handout. You can take it home and read it on your own. But there's this story in Acts chapter 18 of this leader in the church, a leader in the synagogue. It wasn't a church, in the synagogue. And it says that he and his family believed Jesus, believed in Jesus, and that they were then baptized after they believed So here's the third reason why we get baptized. We get baptized because it is a sign of our obedience to Jesus. Baptism is a symbol, an indication, I'm sorry, of our obedience to Jesus Christ. Baptism 
is one of the ways that we show that we want to obey Jesus. Jesus said, be baptized. And we say, I want to obey. So I'm going to get baptized. Who should get baptized? It's easy. Everybody who has believed in Jesus Christ. For everybody who's put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, for everybody who trusts Jesus, who, have, who has turned from sin and turned to Jesus Christ, they should be baptized. And we see that in the Bible in Acts chapter 2. Peter, this guy, is preaching his first sermon to a bunch of people. And it says that they were cut to their heart. That means as they were hearing Peter talk, they were like, what do we do, Peter? How do we get connected back to God that we have forgotten and lost? And Peter says to them, repent and be baptized, each of you. And you know what the Bible says? Watch this. Because, you know, sometimes we go months without seeing anybody get baptized, right? It says on that day, there were 3,000 people that repented and were baptized right there. Can you imagine that in one day, 3,000 people saying, what do we do? And, and, and Peter says, repent and be baptized. And they say, okay, let's do it. That's amazing and it's radical. Okay, so somebody asked, well, why do we baptize the way that we baptized? Now, this isn't on your handout. You just can fill in some notes if you'd like to. We baptize the way we baptize because that's how Jesus was baptized. You, know, you saw the way Carla was baptized in the ocean and she's like, into the water and she gets all wet. Was it cold, by the way, Carla, when you did that? It, uh, medium, yeah, a little bit, okay. So imagine if we were doing it like today or in November, right? They'd be a little bit cold, okay? So, but we baptize the way we baptize Jesus, because Jesus was baptized like that. You know, the word baptism actually in, in the original Greek is the word baptizo. And before this word baptism meant something religious, you know what it really was used to describe? It was used to describe when women took a garment or a cloth and dyed it a different color. So they'd take like a cloth or a garment and they would dip it in a dye of any color. And literally what that meant was that you were baptizoing the garment, right? It wasn't until later um, during Christianity when people were being dipped under water that the word baptism started to be used in reference to people who were putting faith in Jesus Christ and being dipped under water. And baptism. So that's what that word means. The word baptism literally means in the original language to dip underwater, to immerse underwater. Number three, baptism, when we put somebody under the water and they come out of the water, it's this picture of a burial and a resurrection. That's one of, oh, that's not a blank free It's a burial and a resurrection. Now, baptism isn't always in the church building. Check out this first picture. This first picture is somebody getting buried what looks like a parking lot, probably outside a church, somewhere where they're meeting. He's getting baptized on a parking lot. Watch this one. Look at this next one. This next one I chose is somebody getting baptized in India, in a river. And I love it because that means that people all over the world are coming to know Jesus Christ and being baptized. Check out this next one. This next one is a picture of Many people, men and women, being baptized, lots of them, on the same day in another country around the world. You know, we can't just believe that baptism only can happen in the church building. You saw Carly get baptized in the ocean. You've heard of people getting baptized in swimming pools. Now you've known and seen people all over the world getting baptized in muddy rivers. See, baptism isn't necessarily about the location you get baptized. It's about you saying, 
I want to obey Jesus, and I am going to be baptized, all right? Now, how do you know if you're ready to get baptized? So here's the thing. A lot of people, when I talk to them about baptism, or then they have questions about baptism, they'll say, well, I don't know if I'm ready to get baptized. Or they'll say, before I could get baptized, there's some stuff I need to take care of first. First, I need to go away and maybe stop doing some of the things I'm doing. Maybe there's some sin I'm dealing with that I need to try to figure out. And then I'll come around to maybe getting baptized. Some people say, well, I'm just really shy. I don't like being in front of people. I get really nervous. I, I get anxious. I've got some anxiety when I'm in front of people. And that's a legit concern today. I understand that. I don't like being in front of people. Um, or some of the responses I hope are, you know what? I am a Christian and I'm ready. One of the coolest baptism stories that I've ever experienced in almost 11 years of being here at Calvary was when Thomas got baptized. You know, Thomas, like the guy that plays the keyboard right here. So Thomas was in high school. He was a junior. Was it your junior year? Like between your junior and senior year or sophomore and junior year? It was, it was in the summer of his sophomore year. And Thomas got baptized that year. And Thomas, you know, I'll let him tell you a little more of his story another day. But Thomas came to know Jesus Christ and as his personal Lord and Savior and put his faith and trust in Jesus. And here's the cool thing. Before that, Thomas was like, ah, I don't know about this place. I don't, I don't know. His parents started coming to church here, and Thomas was like, nah, nah, I, I don't know about that. I have my doubts, right? But God touched his heart, and he became a follower of Jesus Christ, and then he got baptized between his sophomore and junior year. And here's the, check this out, coolest story. The summer that he got baptized, Thomas started going to people in our student ministry, and like, he'd be like, hey, have you ever been baptized before? And there were a lot of students that were like, no, never. Well, why not? And a lot of students were like, I don't know. Well, let's get baptized, man. What are you waiting for? Come on. And he did that week after week after week. And I remember that year of his sophomore and junior year, that summer, we did baptisms here at Calvary. I'll have to go back and check the records. But we were doing baptisms every Sunday morning, student baptisms, for a good like four or five weeks in a row, we were baptizing somebody. And it wasn't because Marcus was looking for you. It wasn't because Eli was looking for you. It was because Thomas, a teenager just like you, was starting to go to friends and people in the church and be like, bro, you've been a Christian for how long? Let's get baptized, man. Jesus says, do it. Let's do it. Okay, right? I love it. One of the coolest stories ever. And I'll always remember that story as, for my whole life. Um, listen, here's the thing. Sometimes some of us think that we're looking for this magic moment to decide to be baptized. Like, I'm just going to feel this magic feeling. And it's like, I'm ready, Jesus. I'm going to go get baptized, right? We're waiting for this, like, this light shining on me, like this spotlight right here. Oh, it's time to get baptized. I'm ready. no. You know how that you, you decide to be baptized? It's really simple. You love Jesus. You're his disciple. And you say, Jesus, I'm ready to obey you. And I want to obey you. So I'm going to be baptized. It's pretty simple. It's simple obedience. I want to be baptized. I put my faith and trust in you. I believe that you died for my sins and I trust you. I want to be baptized. And guess what? After that, your friends and your family, we help you figure out the shy stuff. We help you figure out the nervous stuff. Uh, it becomes a special day for you and all that. But it starts with just a simple step of saying, I want to obey you, Jesus. I want to be baptized. And I'm willing to put away some shyness for a moment just to be 
with you baptized. You know, I even had somebody that said, I want to be baptized, but I'm really nervous about doing one of those baptism videos that you guys show. Do you think I can get away with not doing one? And we're like, no, the Bible says that you must do a baptism video before you are baptized, right? We're like, no, okay, come on. We'll just we'll work it out, right? You don't have to do the video. We'll, just, the, uh, in fact, I, I'm going to tell you a little secret because I'm a little bit rebellious sometimes. You know how we here at Calvary wear those white robes? Now, the, the robe is a good idea because, like, if you're wearing, like, a, a, a thin T-shirt and you get baptized, you may be able to see through your shirt and on a Sunday morning. And, like, we don't, you know, we don't, like, we don't want to see your muscles, guys, and things like that. So, but anyway, but, but, you know, a couple of times that I've baptized, I've intentionally not worn the robe. I've been like, you know what? I love you, Jesus. I'm going to be a little rebellious today. In Jesus' name, I'm going to put on a colored T-shirt and I'm not going to wear the white robe while I baptize here at Calvary. I just like being different. I just like being like, you don't have to have the white robe all the time, but you probably should have a colored shirt on, right? And just something like that. But anyway, my point is just like, because Jesus, Jesus isn't saying you have to wear the white robe when you get baptized or it doesn't count, right? Or Carla, Carla, unless you get baptized at the top of the baptistry up there, it doesn't count. Beach baptism doesn't count. It's not like that, right? Jesus is simply saying, obey me. You love me. I know you love me. So, so obey me and show the world. Remember the, remember the wedding ring? Remember that? Show the world that you are my follower. That's what it is. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. I pray that as we go to group time now and we talk about these things, that you would just be with us and bless us as we have these discussions. And pray, God, that as we go to groups today and have uh, time with our group leaders and get to hear a little bit about their baptism story, that, um, that we would just um, enjoy getting to learn about them in that way, too. We love you, God. Lord, we pray for this week and just ask for your guidance and wisdom as we finish out this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.